Welcome back, another episode. Uh, this time it's the Stephen King adaption Pet Cemetery from 1989. Obviously, uh, we've got nothing to cover because we're watching. We've, we're doing these back to back. But I'm going to ask a quick question, people, because you know there's a uh, there's a few new movies on the horizon. Is it yes, no, or maybe on um, Split. Yes, I've yes. heard too many good things about it to not have a look. Yeah, yeah I've heard some good things about it too, and um, I believe it has some uh, a bit of an interesting connection to his other movies. Yeah. Oh, look. I saw the preview and I was, ooh, this whole split personality thing, it could really go either way. But then I heard some pretty good reviews and then spoke to a couple of people that said the twist is pretty fantastic. Worthy, yeah. Again. That's what I've heard too, yeah. So I'm there. But by all accounts, his performance is fucking amazing yeah, yeah. too. Yeah, Like, it's obviously a bit gimmicky. Like, it's, yeah. a, it's basically like an actor's showcase. Like, look yep. what I can do. But yeah. apparently it's worthwhile. So, yeah, yeah I'll, I'll definitely check That's it out. That's turned me around. The, uh, the the talk about it, the buzz has turned me around a little bit. Yeah, I think I'll definitely give it a go. Um, I don't mind M. Night. A lot of people give him a lot of shit, and I think he's had some bad films. Like he's, he's had, had some good ones yeah. too. He's but... had some really poor choices. Yeah. Lady in the Water. Yep. Springs to mind, and the village springs to mind. Yeah, so I wasn't as down on the village. The village wasn't people. terrible. Yeah, the yeah. early part. It was of just the cheap. Happening. It was cheap. Oh, the happening oh, was oh, fucked. Jesus, <laughs> it's I the trees. Saw, I actually saw the visit, and the visit was and okay. the visit was okay. I haven't seen it. Um, didn't didn't sort of land right where I wanted it to, but you could see he was getting back on track a little bit. Okay, let's take a break and fire up the trailer for Pet Cemetery. What is this place? I brought you here to bury Alan's cat. Daddy, is church all right? Why, Judd? I have Marines. I dreamed he got hit by a car and you and Mr. Crandall buried him in the pet cemetery. What did we do tonight, Judd? What we did, Lois, was a secret. May the Lord bless you and keep you. Has anyone ever buried a person up there? May the Lord make his face to shine upon you. You're thinking thoughts best not thought of. Daddy's gonna do something really bad. You're thinking of putting him up there. Don't deny the thought hadn't crossed your mind. Come back to me, Gage. Come back to us. Pictures presents Stephen King's all-time best-selling tale of horror. Pet Cemetery. Pet Cemetery from 1989. Directed by Mary Lambert, who uh, directed Pet Cemetery 2, Mega Python vs. Gatoroid, <laughs> and music video documentary from Bobby Brown. Um, <laughs> His prerogative? Yeah. <laughs> Spot on the money. Uh, wow. What a career. Produced by Richard P. Rubenstein, who, who produced Creep Show and O.J. Simpson's 1974 documentary film Juice on the Loose. Oh, God. Tasteful. Screenplay by Stephen King based on his novel. It stars Dale Midkiff as Lewis Creed, Denise Crosby as Rachel Creed, Fred Gwynn as Judd Crandall and Michael Hughes as Gage Creed. The budget was eleven point five million and the box office was fifty seven million in the US. Bruce Campbell was the first choice 
for the role of Lewis Creed. That would have oh, been significantly please. better. Yeah. Can we go back? Oh, we could have. We should have. Okay, Jared, thoughts? I enjoyed this more than I thought I was going to because I'd seen it before and I liked it, but I didn't love it. It was never one of my sort of favourite horror movies. And I know I was right in the pocket where kids, when I was sort of 12, 13, used to, used to idolise this movie. It was like one of the real absolute gems. Yeah. It's not there by any stretch, but it's got some things in there that I didn't didn't sort of pick up on when I was a, a kid so much, and I think it's got more substance than a lot of horror movies have got, like taking on the theme of death and, and grief and that sort of thing. Um, so I kind of want to go a three because I really did enjoy it when I watched it, um, even though I didn't find... I didn't find a whole heap of things to love about it. A lot of the things I loved were all sort of in the same class something like um the acting for example there was you know a couple of good performances that i really liked even though there was a couple that i didn't like oh, yeah. uh, but yeah i reckon i'll probably i'll probably sit at about a three give yeah. up uh yeah well this is obviously uh my choice this is this movie is the first proper well back in the day it was the first first horror movie i remember watching that scared the shit out of me and watching it now doesn't do that. I think things have changed a lot. Obviously, I'm a lot older and that sort of stuff. But I think horror movies have taken a difference. You know, they're, they're a bit more hectic than they used to be. I hadn't seen it for probably 20 years, something like that. And yeah, I think it's definitely taken a turn. Some of the acting performances Jared sort of alluded to are decent. Some of them are just absolutely dog shit. And I think it drags the movie down a lot. I couldn't go with a three. There's definitely some cool stuff in the themes. Um, there's some spooky stuff. I think the, the little kids really, for how old he is, is pretty good. Um, but I'd probably go with a two for that one. Two. I'm actually, I really enjoyed it. Whoa. Surprisingly, because I'm like you, 20 years or more yeah. has gone past. And I'm, I, I remember really enjoying it the first time of being freaked out by it. Mm. I, it's not scary. I'll, I'll, exactly like Not now. It's not scary at all now. No. But it's really atmospheric and mm. it's got a, a, a way of being creepy the whole time. It doesn't have jump scares and all that sort of stuff and you don't shit yourself. But I think there's an uneasy sort of mood to the whole thing. Mm. And like you said, Jared, taking on the, the idea of death and everything like that, I really enjoyed it. I actually gave it... I'm thinking three as well, and mm. I could have gone a little higher because I, I, I was really surprised by how much I liked it. Yeah. Um, at this, Especially this day and age after seeing it as a kid mm. and, and understanding it then as being quite scary and then sort of realising it wasn't. But I think I saw a bit more depth to it now. Yeah, yeah. It definitely so, shows how, uh, like how the group's sensibility here. You guys being more of the horror, you know, schlock yeah. genre buffs yeah. than I am. <laughs> It just oh, seriously, the acting just it, it killed it for me. If, if the acting was decent, I think the whole movie would have been at least yeah. a point oh. better. I can only imagine Bruce Campbell. Oh, such a mugging for the can camera. You, can, you imagine, can you imagine him and Nico Hughes at the end doing that? You know, when he, he's doing his little bits and falling over and yeah. no hair and all that, and Bruce Campbell sitting to the other end yeah. going, "Bring it on!" <laughs> so yeah, bring it the action, yeah. <laughs> no, the potential, if only. Look, let's get straight into the likes. I really like the opening montage of the actual cemetery. Yeah. Where you sort of see that all the um, the headstones, and they're all kind of just pieces of stick and, and whatever, and, that, you know, they've got like yeah, small yeah. writing on it, so you can see it's kids and, you know, it's sort of and little the messages to the dogs and stuff like that. Yeah. 
and you hear the voiceover of the kids sort of talking about it, and mm. they're all kind of cutting each other off or, or playing over the top of each other. I really liked that. I thought that was a really sort of interesting way to start it and to sort yeah. of get that, again, build that sense of, I guess, give you an understanding because we've all, we all had pets as kids. Most of us did. Mm-hmm. And you understand when, you know, what it's like as a child when your pet dies, if, it, if you've had it for a long time, it's a very emotional thing for a child. Yeah. And it, it sort of gets it off to a kind of, it's emotional but also kind of um, eerie, listening to the kids kind of talk about, I death. Know, yeah, talk yeah. about death. Yeah. It's their understanding of death. Yeah. And it's a different understanding to what we know now. Yeah, and it sets it sets the like you mentioned. It's, it kind of sets the mood and the tone for the film. Like you got this picturesque little town with the you know the little wood houses, and then it's got the the pet cemetery, which kind of continues that. It's a little bit creepy, and then it kind of pushes into almost fantasy when you actually yeah. get to the Micmac burial yeah, ground burial and that ground, sort of yeah. stuff. But they all kind of meld together. Like you get little portions of the town, like when they're moving towards the burial ground, you get the, the town um, when. Judd and Lewis are sort of going up those those sort of tree yeah. roots, yeah. and it kind of looks like Pan's Labyrinth or some shit like yeah. that. Like it's yeah, the the look of it is really really good. The look and the mood, I think I agree with you on that one. Within the first few minutes, <clears throat> you understand the danger of the road and the trucks and everything. Yeah, um, because the kid almost gets bloody run over within. Two minutes of being on on screen, doesn't he? Yeah, he, he, good parents. Yeah. yeah. Where's the kid at? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. And that's where they introduced Judd. I, I think. Guess. Yeah, they went. Well, they went through. Um, they went through that pretty quickly. The only thing I didn't like about it was like you never actually see a car on the road. It's no, only, yeah, it's, it's just the Arinco trucks. trucks. Um, but yeah, yeah they, they they kind of lay it out there from the get go. Yeah. So. And I liked that. I thought that was that was a good idea. I just thought yeah. it was a little bit little bit heavy handed with the you know here's a big loud truck and there's yeah. another big loud truck and yeah. oh look I think it pays off a little later when he yeah. actually does yeah. get hit. But you but it, you know at the start of the movie he's gonna get yeah, hit. Yeah, exactly. That's the thing. Something's gonna happen with these trucks. And even though they try and sort of give you that sense of oh shit he's gonna get hit within the first two minutes. Yeah. And then no, no, you're saved. You know he's just gonna get he's gonna get yeah. splattered all over the road yeah. at some point. I I did I really like the idea of the dead runner. And the fact that he warns, he continues to warn him. Yeah. Uh, and he just appears out of the blue. You know, like you get that scene where he, he comes to he, he, he comes into the hospital and his buddy brains are hanging out. and That's an awesome special effect too, it looks like. Well, the first time you see it when he's actually the, the person on yeah. the table and the blood's got like, that was pretty top shelf effects for that stage. I was yeah. very impressed with that. Yeah, it was really impressive. It's sort of like, um, it feels a bit abrupt. In another way, it kind of goes hand in hand with the fact that he's kind of at peace with the death of this bloke mm. because he's a doctor until it sort of comes to him. Yeah. Like, you know, he's seen death, he's involved with it, he's kind of over it in a way. He kind yeah. of understands it until it affects him and then he kind of feels this stuff that other people feel. But when it's the runner and it's kind of talking to him almost like calmly, mm. It's not scaring him. It, it is. Well, he's trying to help him. Because yeah, he's trying he to help says, you. Try, you tried to help me. I'll try and help you. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. that kind of makes sense in a way. Yeah. Um, when I was watching it, I was like, that's a bit abrupt. But the more I thought about it, I'm kind of like, yeah, it's, it sort of works. So. Yeah, it, it does. It actually works quite <clears> well. At the and the look of it works as well. Yeah. I like the way that he sort of was leaning in the doorway and then disappears. And I felt that Fred Gwynn is 
is excellent. He was really I good. I really liked him. I yeah. just wish he could speak. Yeah, but I think well, the that thing was about... supposed to be a bit slow. Yeah. Well, yeah. I think part of it might have been the the dialect. Like, not the dialect. But He's like trying the, to do the main the accent. The main accent. Yeah. yeah. So um, <clears throat> I, I kind of gave him a pass on that. There were just lines that I completely missed. Couldn't I couldn't understand what he was yeah. saying. Yeah, what did he say there? Yeah. Uh, there's a couple of times where they're having a beer out the front of his house and uh, he, he's just mumbling. Yeah, I, I seriously just started refer, referring to him as mumbles yeah, in my head. But I, I he is good. Subtitles. He is good for the movie though because he's he does that have that like jolly, you know, friendly old neighbour that's got a, you know good heart yeah. that sort yeah. of stuff. But then he's also got the Herman Munster. I mean, oh, <laughs> the, does look you a can't bit not see Herman. Well. Yeah. yeah, but he's also like he's um, it's funny because in a way he kind of plays like when you get these horror movies, even though it's not a slasher and it's not a Friday the 13th, you kind of still expect a bit of the soothsayer and the crazy Ralph and that. And in a way, he does a little bit of that, but it's in a relevant character. It's not some dickhead that just turns up for a minute and goes, don't go down the path, there's a pet cemetery, and then fucks off for the rest of the, rest of the movie. His only main part of that is when he starts doing the, the soil of a man's heart speech and all that yeah. sort of stuff. That's there's just a, weird. There's a helping of bullshit. Yeah. And like if you read... There's a seasoning. Slightly seasoned But if you listen to a bit of, you know, if you read a little bit of the backstory of the novel, you can kind of see why. Because wasn't this one that... King had sort of half finished, but then gave up to surrender some cash. Like yeah, the, the the publishing house that he was with. This is what I've I've heard. I don't know how true it is, but the publishing house that he was with had some sort of scheme in which they'd pay him like fifty grand a year from some fucking saving scheme that they were putting his money in. Mm. But the problem was he had like millions in there, mm. so he basically said, "I want the money," and they said, "Give us two books." And he said, I'll give you one. <laughs> I think it was Pet Cemetery, which he'd kind of half Damn. finished. Which he's finished, but I think he, he was only missing. He'd probably want to put some more work into it. Yeah. So maybe. I think that might have been what happened in some ways. So I also I do, I do know that this is one of his favourite movies because this is one of the ones that it's really, really accurate to, to the, book. the book. Yeah, like it doesn't get the shining treatment. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, he wrote the screenplay. He did all himself. And yeah. so, he it, like, Stephen King's a weird dude, but yeah, okay. he loves this one because I've it's seen his shit. for acting <laughs> Yeah. Oh, the, the priest. Yeah. yeah. Mate, look, that was in a like for me because the bloke's face is as creepy as any of his oh, stories. Yeah. No question. Coke <laughs> bottle squints, I call him. What the fuck is wrong with his eyes? Yeah, Stephen King turns in. I think the I actually think Fred Gwynn's character ties the film together, basically. Yeah, he does. Without him, you He's don't, a constant. You yeah. don't understand the whole connection between the pet cemetery and what what's happening, the road, all that yeah. shit. You don't you don't understand any of it without him there. But then yeah, also yeah, he sort of ties together what Lewis ends up going through because he fucking sort of explains everything. He said mm. like this is what happened. It happened with the World what, War Two yeah, guy yeah. and yep. Um and so he kind of puts everything in motion in a way. Yeah. The stuff about Zelda, even though you know it's a guy in the Zelda. Well, now makeup, we do. Yeah, yeah. You know, you know, we know now. But I just found that shit creepy. Mm. I don't know why, but it's just, it's like thinking of, you know, imagine if it was your own family member who was struck down with something and, and, and you know, that they're, you, you've got to look after them. You've got to help them. Especially yeah, when yeah. you're eight years and, old. And, and you've got to go in there. You don't want to. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's the creepier part for me. It's not necessarily how Zelda looks. It's the fact yeah, that yeah, yeah. this child is trying to deal with this 
person who well, is affected by whatever, whatever it is. Yeah, because it's not spinal meningitis. It's, it's not. It's not comfortable for her. You know. Yeah, yeah, but it all sort of fits in because she's got her own daughter that's the same age that's coming to term with. Coming yeah. to terms with her experience of death with a cat, yeah. and then she fucking basically talks about, yeah, when I was this age, this is my experience, and you're like, holy shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But then there's also this connective tissue with, like, relating it to real life, because she starts talking about, we started thinking about it would be a relief if she died and all this yeah. sort of stuff. Yeah, and she felt guilt Quite about frankly, it. And... I've had, you know, we've had relatives that have gone through that, where they've got to the point where it's like... There's only one more thing to happen, and it would be a relief if it happened. You yeah, know? That's so right. it's sort of it, it again. It brings into the it brings the whole theme of the film into it in another way. Mm. But quite honestly, like I'm a 35 year old man now, and I could do without ever fucking saying Zelda again. Yeah, that I, that was the bit that scared me. Back it wasn't as, it wasn't as scary this time around. But as not, I mentioned nah. before, like the shot when she starts when the wife comes home and she starts kind of seeing Zelda again. Yeah. And that first shot where they look into the room and it's not a close up or anything. It's just the room like a and Zelda's shot, fucking yeah. sitting in the corner and then the camera kind of stays still and Zelda just sort of turns around and starts talking. Yeah. And you're still looking at it for a long way away and it's it's really creepy the She's way that she kind of sits yeah. there and talks and then fucking starts scurrying towards the camera. I'm <laughs> yeah. like... Get this shit out of my face. I don't want to look at this anymore. Yeah. It's just really, that part was really well directed, I thought. Yeah. She, she was easily, like, a, back in the day when this was the scariest movie I'd ever seen, she yeah. was the scariest fucking part of it. Yeah, there's nothing um, out. It loses effect now, but, man, like, yeah, back in the day, But man. you could see why you were freaked out as a kid. 100%. Yeah, yeah. and I don't even yeah. know if and there the is a time... disease that, that manifests like this. I don't know yeah. if that even exists. But and that bit you see her from the back and her spines, the spines all, all coming yeah. out and the ribs are like hooked and out the wrong way. Kind of all sort of. And the first time I saw it, obviously I didn't know it was a man. I was just like, "Fuck, that's some really good special effects." They've yeah. made her look. It really still scary. is even with a man <laughs> on. Yeah, it's still effective. Yeah. Well, you, you mentioned that 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 seems really well directed, but so is actually uh, Gage's death mm. when he does run out really of the road, and there's a scene where you just see it from behind him. And you can just see the, the truck barreling yeah. down. I couldn't see it. any stitching. It looked pretty no, legit. It, shit. it looked like yeah, it looked like a, the kid was on the road and yeah. that thing was coming with pace. Yeah, like, yeah. I don't know how they did it. Oh, I, still it, don't know I mean, did. I guess it would have been something like a where they just sort of replaced know, overlay him. The, yeah. the, the shot of the truck on its own and then overlay. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, him and then try and sort of put them together. For example, you look at um at uh, the ghost. Oh, I keep forgetting his name, but the ghost standing in the doorway when he's talking to Lewis. Yeah. That's you can see it. You it can see clearly like that balls. that's yeah. like green screen overlaid, and then he sort of disappears. And when he walks away down the hallway too. Yeah, with that the truck. It I couldn't see it. It doesn't look anything like that. I was thinking maybe depth of field stuff. Yeah, or whatever, I reckon that's probably what it is. Or the, the speed of the, much further away. Than yeah, it or the speed of the speed of the like the the footage. Yeah. But then I thought you kind of see. The but you kid can see walk Gage out. moving though. Yeah. So yeah, I, that was really really well done. Yeah. Yeah, and then I really do like the fact that it kind of starts from the truck's perspective. So we get the old mate hopping in the truck and listening to the music. Getting on the country music. Classic bloody truckers. <laughs> and then it cuts to the kid playing with the kite, running across the road chasing the kite. Mm. And then you see that awesome shot of it bearing down on him. And then I, it's kind of cliched, but the shot, and then you just see the shot of the kite the go. 
Oh, yeah. Just yeah. come down. Yeah. Because obviously the trucks hit it, taking him and the, the kite with it. Yeah. Uh, and I thought that shit was really, really effective. Yeah. Uh, Super really effective. effective. It was full on. It was no, like no, we'll it, get to actually, that later. it actually sort of made the heart race a little bit when you saw that. <laughs> yeah, and the, the dad does the obligatory fall because he can't quite get there, and yeah, then he trips. Yeah, yeah. He dies. yeah. No, you're not going to make Jesus, it. Jesus, mate, you're stuck. <laughs> Just on the theme of directing too, Judd's flashback when they're talking about the first time that he saw his dog. Mm. That was awesome. Well, they're just sitting at the table and then they sort of drift off over his shoulder and and the flashback starts out the window. Yeah, yeah. So it's kind of like, you know, they're still in current time and then, oh, hang on, out the window, he's talking about the flashback. Oh, it's just when his dog came back and the ladies hanging out the laundry. Yeah, because he's just out there sitting at the table with Lewis talking about it and then it just drifts off over Judd's shoulder out to a window and you see someone putting the clothes up Mm. and then it goes out to the window and it's him... In his mind, basically yeah. thinking about the flashback. Yeah. I thought that was cool. um, yeah. There's just some really cool touches. It's funny that this Mary Lambert has gone on to direct some other interesting choices, but yeah, she, she clearly had, had something some to offer. Yeah. Including his prerogative. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, young Judd too, just quietly good casting, creepy looking little fucker. Fantastic casting. What is that guy? Usually, it's just like you know, which kid's supposed to be playing the you know this yeah. character? In the You're like, oh, that's, that's Judd. Oh, that's Judd. Yep. Bib and Brace don't just give it away. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I actually really love the. Um, I just love that line of sometimes dead is better when he says yeah. it to him when they first. Yeah, well, that's right through the movie, too. Probably says it one too many times. He does, he does say it a few it times. Is, yeah, it it's is. It's a really, really good line. Yeah, um, and it sort of. It sums the whole thing up about what he's. Yeah. Because he, he's thinking of going up there. Yep. And he keeps sort of saying it to him that's, you know, sometimes dead, dead is better. Um, and. I really like it when um, Gage returns, like when actually he returns from the dead, and they, there's a shot of it, the door, mm. and you see the lock disengage, and mm. then they shoot down low. And just his little feet door, coming through. feet just comes through. <clears throat> like, fuck! <laughs> yeah. That was Chucky-esque. Yeah, it's yeah. like, come on! I've got to say, though, just, just quickly, just before we get right past it, the fact that they actually killed a baby... That can't be just passed aside because that's not a thing that happens very often. It's always, it's sometimes hinted at, but to fucking murder a little baby that was like, and he was a cute little kid. Yeah, they've gone to lengths it's to a make huge it decision before they do it. Yeah, like, oh, hi, Dad, like yeah. this sort of shit. And then they, they just fucking murder him with a truck. It's a big call. Yeah. yeah. And you don't ever, like, I mean, you do see it coming, but it's you still sort of think, ah, oh, there's no way they're going to knock this kid off. And then just, just quickly, the dad's, the dad's no scream. Top shelf. <laughs> so fucking cheese. Like, yeah, he really commits. Again, um, yeah. I just wish that was Bruce Campbell. Yeah, oh, <laughs> right. um, yeah. yeah, look, and, and the thing is, not only are they killing a child, but the whole movie is based around the death of animals, and usually you don't kill animals or children in, in film. Yeah, they're just, like it's you, just a no go zone. Steer away from it unless you can't help it. Mm. But I'm glad I guess, it was a cat, though. At least yeah. it wasn't a dog. I guess this was the whole idea of this was about built on that. Yeah. You know the the, the pet cemetery and all that sort of stuff. So I guess you had no choice. You couldn't steer away from it. Yeah, Gibbo touched on it though, but the kid was incredible for his age. Yeah, he was. I don't know how they got him to do some of that stuff, but he was just like in terms of kids on screen. He's got to be one of the best I've ever seen, no question. Like, what they got him to do. Yeah. He's good in kindergarten cop, too. Yeah, and he was in... uh, He was in... Yes. And he was in uh, New Nightmare as well. Yeah. Yeah, he was. But um, I did did find out, because I was... 
like he's, he's obviously really young when they shot this. Yeah. He did come back and do some voice work afterwards, and they sort of uh, okay. d- dubbed it over a bit okay. just to get a bit more of the bits where they just like it was too much little kid stuff. And yeah. he still does it really cute, but yeah. it's a, just a bit better a bit to better understand. So yeah. that sort of made make a bit more sense too, because like, he must be like two and a half in most of this. Yeah, I reckon. And I think he came back when he was three and a half and did yeah. some of the voice acting okay. for it. So, mm. but he, he's a cute little bastard. Like the casting for that, they couldn't have done any better. It was a good move. Yeah, which is funny because I we're not going into the dislikes yet but they nailed some of the casting and they fucked up the yeah, later yeah also I reckon Judd's death that whole actually sequence actually really tense yeah you can hear him sort of little giggling laughing yeah. and giggling creepy little and fuck and you can hear shit moving <laughs> and he keeps looking around and then that Achilles tendon shit yeah it's twisted. I as soon as Gage comes back, the whole movie goes into this twisted little... He's a sadistic shit. little fuck. <laughs> Just, he cuts, he soars through it. Yeah, because oh. he sort of pushes and drags yeah. and... Oh! <laughs> and then he cuts across his mouth. Yeah, the slice. Oh, After that, though, can you explain to me why Judd can't use his arms to get the little fucker off him when he's trying to bite his neck, though? Like... He, he's got to weigh all of four or five kilos. Mate, I'm throwing that motherfucker. He's going people. through the roof. Out the window. <laughs> and then I'm, then I'm licking my chops and I'm running on my other good leg. Like, yeah. it just doesn't make... It's yeah, one of those right. things. He's stumbling out the door, but yeah. I, I, that kid is picking himself up out of you're the You're hopping down the road quicker than he's running. All yeah. you can go off is that it's a malevolent force. It's not the, the actual yeah, strength exactly. of that little boy. It's yeah. he has power. Yeah. That's all I gave it because he, like him just pinning him and fucking biting yeah, his neck. I think but even with that, that it's, hard to, it's, it's hard, hard to it's hard to see it as that visually, you know. Mm. It would have been better if he, uh, maybe if he'd have knifed, you know, he'd knifed him in the throat or something like that where it's, it's you know, no matter what, you he's, have to, he's time toast. to throw him off. Yeah. You've got yeah, because yeah, he sort of he, he does the he does the Achilles he does the mouth slice and then he sort of just ambles over and leans in gently and you know rips his throat out. Yeah, it's but like, nah. it didn't make sense. But yeah, you got to just give it the the malevolent force thing. And, and of course, Jared, the final line for me is the Ed credits. Yeah. <laughs> the music. Well, well, great lie. songs. Not gonna lie, I've kicked the shit out of that song many a time, probably on this podcast. I was all over it. I wanted to hear it again. I think I actually did watch the credits again just to hear the song again. Is that by the Ramones? It was one it of the is Ramones. Because yeah. Stephen King is a big Ramones fan, and in the book, Men the truck driver party. was listening to the Ramones, okay. so yeah. it all ties together. Yeah. Um, they made a big deal about. Someone being out. I think the director actually got the job because she knew the Ramones oh, and was right. able to get them on board. And it actually kind of, when you listen to the song, it actually sort of fits with the whole "dead is better" yeah, yeah. sort of thing that they've been running. <clears throat> so, yeah, I've turned around. You turn around on. I'm happy to hear the song now. Uh, so, is that you got no more likes? I got no more. I got a couple more. You got any more? No, that's pretty much it. Okay, okay. Well, I, I, these are just more for like giggle factor. But oh, actually, sorry, I just had the one. Yeah. The, the first time you see Church after he's back. Yeah. It's not like the classic cat jump scare where he's jumping or something. It's just 
it turns around to a quick shot of him sitting still with those eyes. Yeah, the, it's just a light on him, it but it looks scary. Evil. Yeah, yeah. No, Church is the best actor in the movie, though. Legitimately, I'm not joking. They got that cat to, cat to do some shit, yeah, and I think they really drugged him when he gave, gives him the morphine. Oh yeah, that cat folds up and curls like a cat that I've seen yeah. where I stretched its neck. Folds up so, like me when Zelda pops on <clears> screen, mate. Yeah, <laughs> just, I'm just gonna like like those goats when you scare them with umbrellas. Yeah. You know, those fucking dunk, and they just fall over. Yeah, like that was legit. Um, yeah. But I had uh, when he when he digs up Gage, and he's hugging the dead baby. That whole just idea is that's creepy. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, don't yeah. hug a dead baby, no, motherfucker. Yeah, 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 yeah. Don't do it. Don't even, yeah. Uh, he's after he poisons Church, and he's you know fucking his be dead scream. Yeah. Be <laughs> I just, I, I actually burst out laughing. I completely oh, forgot, that, that, forgot that part, and it is just stupid. Uh, and then the last one is Gage doing the manhole dive after his mum drops out of the manhole, and you see him, he goes, and he does like a perfect <laughs> line drive dive, Chucky esque again. But yeah. that was also a laugh out loud moment. So, uh, yeah, that's it for the likes for me. Yeah. That whole, towards the end, that's what it is, isn't it? The last sort of it's, 20 it's minutes not, yeah. are laugh. It's. Oh, child's play. <laughs> oh, that's nasty. Like, yeah, it's back it's and forth. Of, it's, it's very much, it's a little bit, the tone's a little bit off <clears> the, <throat> the end, near the end. Dislikes. Mm-hmm. The acting is up and down. Well, if for certain parties. Say, patchy yeah. at best. Yeah, patchy. Yeah. There's, some, there's some really good performances, but then the father and the daughter... The daughter's daughter. Terrible. You give her a pass because she's a little kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like fucked. But I mean, they nailed a, a, a kid who's a baby. Yeah. But they couldn't get an eight-year-old to sort of match that. Yeah. Like give her, fake sort of her fake crying. Her fake crying is just. At all? Like, like that's yeah, the thing. She was. You yeah. got a decent, a, reason, a, a very good performance out of a young child. Maybe it's because they're. They're easier to work with because they just do whatever you need them to do. Yeah, but some of the stuff he does is it's got some some stuff to it. Like it's not just he's just walking around. Like he's got to do some stuff. You think an eight year old be able to do that? Yeah, do whatever you need them to do. You know that they they understand the the situation. The eight year old should be easier to work with. The two year old, you'd be feeding them lines and they'd be bullshit. They wouldn't be saying what you want them to say. I've got to assume she went on to do nothing. Surely, because she was terrible. What yeah. did the dad go on to do? I don't know, but he was... He did some TV, heartless. and that was it. But he is easily the worst part of the movie. Yeah. He kind of had um, kind of had uh, uh, movie star kind of looks. Yeah. He had a bit of a Rob Lowe kind yeah. of look. Yeah, definitely he a poor looked, man's he looked, Rob Lowe. He sort of you know, chiseled and all that sort yeah. of shit. He couldn't act his way yeah. out. Yeah. Fucking no, he, he, had one, he kind of had one expression. <clears throat> yeah. So when he's kind of... Um, Thrilled to see the place. He's kind of stretching the mouth out for a smile a little bit, but then when the kids are dying, he's just kind of just he's, staring. He's, 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 yeah, but he's basically too... He, he basically just plays sort of like morose the whole time. He's thing. just yeah, dull yeah, exactly. He's yeah. really, really sort of... It's almost as if he's dead. And they recently dug him up after it. Oh, you know? like yeah. He's just really, really one note. He seriously brought the whole movie down a full point for me. Yeah, it's yeah. just it, it's a really <clears throat> poor poor because it's a key performance and you needed a good actor. And yeah, you didn't get it. The funeral. It's fucking outrageously <laughs> over the top. What, what do you mean? The, the father-in-law punching him and... and punching on the bloody... The coffin's getting knocked and over. the baby over. Screaming. Well, I thought the coffin got knocked over and he, and he actually rolled out, but it just sort yeah, of flashes the hand. You see the hand and then the dad kind of goes, Yeah! And starts <laughs> yelling and... Uh, it's bloody outrageous. <laughs> way too much. 
Way too much. Uh, you know yeah. what? I could... The father-in-law is you fucking asshole. <laughs> yeah. I couldn't help it. Yeah. The father-in-law, he doesn't actually look that much like him, but I couldn't help but think the father-in-law was like the cop out of Die Hard too. Yeah. <laughs> like giving him tickets. Yeah. Oh, dumb. Well, I can't, carbine or whatever. Yeah. 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 Carbine, yep. Yeah, it was. That was. It was, it was really way over, the, over top. the top. Can and I uh, put something else on the over the top agenda? table as well? The size of the Micmac burial ground. Oh, it's massive. If, they, if that shit isn't hasn't been found by somebody, it was the size of about seven football fields yeah. put together. Yeah, it was pretty decent. Definitely not staying hidden in the uh, Google Earth. Uh, no, age, no, that's no, for sure. Certainly in the Google Earth and drone age. But just yeah, it's kind of like this this little hidden. Path yeah, and it's to the top of a giant once, mountain. Yeah, that's all, once you go yeah. over the ridge, you've got this fucking giant place. Like yeah. someone's found that before. Yeah, and it hasn't just been. Oh yeah, um, in the forties something happens. So don't go there. Someone's going there. Like yeah. Um, you guys talked about at the start. You you like the sort of so I, a lot of the. A lot of the direction is really heavy-handed. I feel like where there's just no nuance to it. Like it's, they want you to know something's dangerous. They zoom in on it, and then there's scary music, like the trucks, especially the path, the inexplicable blue light coming out of the wood that's not yeah. even where the actual threat is from, which is at the actual burial ground. Mm. Just some of that stuff is just like they're forcing, force feeding you, not giving you any uh, like benefit of the doubt that you can figure yeah. out that this yeah. is the bad part. A little bit of rocks and diamonds. It's yeah. just. It's just really heavy-handed, and it's from especially a the trucks. Standpoint, though, there are a couple of really, really well shot scenes. Yeah, but then most of it's pretty. Generic. Yeah, there is some heavy-handed stuff. And, and, it is. And you wouldn't have called that particular director a sure, a, a sure, sure hand. hand. No. It's it's uneven. The yeah. whole very way. uneven. And you get those great sequences like Gage's death and and all that, and where there's some real nuance been placed into it and some yeah. real effort. But then you just get all this sort of really sort of generic stuff, yep. um, which tells me that she wasn't an experienced operator at that time, I don't think. No. Um, so, you know, it's, it's very much, you're right, rocks and diamonds on that. Uh, we've kind of talked about it before, and he was in the likes, but um, but Mumbles, Mumbles Fred, yeah. Fred Gwynn <laughs> just made just it very hard to watch. I couldn't hear what he was saying. Yeah. yeah, there's a couple, it was mostly the accent for me. There was one or two times where I... Yeah, I lost whatever he said in the whole sentence. I can tell if it was the words. accent or just him not being able to open his mouth. I'm not too sure. <laughs> that was a problem. Uh, but also, he was mostly good stuff. But There's also a couple of scenes involving the dead runner where he's helping Mrs. Creed. Yeah. They come off as kind of comical mm-hmm. where he's pointing out the, um, you know, uh, rent a car. Yeah, he's you like, know, oh, what about this one good? with the scrape? And I'm thinking, no, 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 because no, that, that was, she was racing back to... Back home. Yeah. yeah. So was he yeah. try, was he trying to help her get back there? Yeah. But so why? Because would he not have known that she was going to get fucking murdered, or was he trying to get her back yeah, in again, time to stop it? To get, he was trying to help out. Yeah. He, he of course. Well, that's kind of what. I so don't... then, what forced her to crash? Yeah, because I saw that whole thing as as a manifestation of him being at at peace with death almost, and being coming to terms with it, but then. When it was his own kids, that's when it turned malevolent and fucking he couldn't see sense. And mm-hmm. so when you see her, she's definitely not in that sort of space. So I, I don't know. That's that was where I saw it. I could be reading that completely wrong, but yeah, like you said, he's supposed to be helping and pointing out the things that you should be doing. And yeah, I just couldn't tell if he if he was an agent of the Micmac Burrow Ground, if he was helping or because like then he's trying to help her, but then then she gets a, a like. 
clearly the puncture and the crash is supposed to be some kind of force stopping it from getting yeah. there. So what's yeah. that, what is it else is at work? You know, well, is I mean? that is that? Well, maybe it's stopping it's... her to, to stopping her getting fucking drawn into the bullshit yeah. or something. Maybe. Well, maybe the it's very confusing is, you know, though. He's trying to help them, but then the malevolent forces have got to a point where he can't do anything yeah, about they it. Can't, he can't really. Because is the bit when he yeah. when she gets out of the truck. Yeah. And he closes the door and he goes, I don't think it's going to be all right. And then he just leaves. He's like, yeah, I can't yeah, fucking yeah. help you anymore. Yeah. I think that's kind of what they were going for. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it's probably a little bit, um, it's confusing. Put it that way. And, and my final dislike was in the fight between Judd and Gage at the end, you can clearly tell it's a fucking dog. Dummy, yeah. several <laughs> occasions. Yeah. It's in fact bigger than the child in some <laughs> Spots, and I'm just thinking. At one point, you see its face, and there's not even a face on it. It's just like yeah. a, a bald dummy you've face. Got, yeah, you got to be really careful with that shit. Yeah, when, you, when you're dealing in that type of thing, it's like Chucky. Yeah, you know, they did it with, by using a child at times, then animatronics up close, and all that sort of stuff. And mm. it's reasonably, um, they pull Effective. it off. Yeah, yeah. In child's play, mm. they didn't here. No, it um, was really, really cheap. I thought um, while it was obviously the scarier part back in the day, the the whole um, you know the the mum's character and her sister, it felt like a different part, a different movie almost. Like it had no relevance to the pet cemetery plot. Um, so the whole Zelda thing, every as soon as that started, and like I said, it was the, one of the scary bits. It just didn't feel like it belonged in this movie. It was like it was its own thing. Um, yeah. And the Zelda's dead sequence when she fucking comes down, she's screaming. She, I don't know if she's laughing or like, she does sort of allude to whether she was laughing or crying. Yeah. It's just a fucking funny sequence, yeah. and in a bad yeah, way. The sequence was a bit messed up. I yeah. actually, uh, I thought the the scenes fit. I felt like they fit a bit better this time. Yeah. Again, maybe that was. I'm just. Seeing different things, but I did it did fit in with his whole the whole coming to terms with death and yeah. I think I think you I think you're sort of both right. I think it fits in with the, I'll go on with that with the <laughs> with the the ideas and and death and everything. It fits in, but it's kind of jarring. Yeah, so it is. It, yeah. For some reason, it it kind of feels almost like like it's not as smoothly integrated as something as like Judd talking about his experience. Yeah. Where, they just sort of pan out, and then here we go into the flashback. It kind of comes barreling into you that this flashback, it kind of just jumps into it. Yeah. And I think it's because it's trying to sort of get you scared and freak you out a little bit with yeah. Zelda and how she looks. Yeah. But, yeah, it's it's maybe not the, the wrong movie. It's just kind of like weirdly placed maybe in, in the... In the the yeah. setup of the film. If it wasn't in the book, it'd just feel like to me that they went, oh, this isn't quite scary enough. We need like a monster in the movie. Yeah. It just feels like it's sort of plugged in, but it is in the book. So you've got to sort of give them the benefit of the doubt on that. Yeah. The only other thing I had was at the end when the mum's trying to get back, her baby son was run over by an Orinco truck and then she goes, oh, fucking hitchhike. Oh, it's an Orinco truck. Let me get in this and just be nice to this guy. Like there's no fucking way any yeah. mother in the world yeah. gets in that truck. Oh, yeah. No chance. Fucking massive bloody PTSD. All sorts of shit. Oh, There's actually, just no way. The whole down the stretch, I, I don't know. I, I'm not going to bag Stephen King as a storyteller because obviously the guy's got runs on the board. <laughs> <laughs> couple. Um, yeah, just a couple. Sort of the, the whole movie feels a little bit strangely paced. Mm. Like you spend all this time talking about the... Um, Talking about the pets and how they come back and coming to terms with death that way, and then the kids only really the last half hour, like the last half hour, yeah. 20, 20 minutes. Um, but then it kind of rushes the mum into it as well, and 
and that, know, could, really... that, that could also be a uh, an issue involving editing. Like we don't know what they left out. No, yeah. I think you, well, I it think does it, feel like like fifty percent of the movies in the last ten minutes. Though. Yeah, yeah, but I think if you like, if you if you watch it, it, it is kind of the story, and the, the story it's weird because it feels strangely paced, but then the pacing also kind of makes sense. Yeah, the way it goes yeah. progresses through the story, and so by the end of it, I had this really strange feeling where I was kind of like. Do I like the ending or do I not like the ending? And I'm sitting there thinking, it kind of makes sense because this guy's fucking tried to come to terms with the death of his son and obviously couldn't. So then that's fucked up everything. And then his wife's passed away and he was still fucked up by that. He hadn't sort of come to terms mm-hmm. with anything. and But it also felt sort of abrupt in a way as well, like, I don't know. I don't know. I'm confused. I'm conflicted about my own feelings on this. So. We also neglected to talk about the weeping eye makeout scene. Yeah, yeah. Which was very cringy. Yeah, was, I know. Like, I don't care how much. My wife comes back from the dead and looks like that. She is getting no affection. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll go, stick I'll her go. in the garage and tie her up, and that's about as good I'll as it gets. Listen, out of my house. I'll yeah. Listen, can you clean? <laughs> go have a shower and maybe doggy, but we're not going face to face. That's that's gone. <laughs> um, just putting out my biggest dislike of the whole thing too. If your kid nearly got hit by a truck and then the fucking cat got run over. I am erecting... Build a fence. I'm erecting Donald Trump's fucking wall yes. around that property. Yes. Okay? Exactly. It's, my kid's not getting hit. I'm it's putting, like having a pool with, you know, and one of your children's drowned. You put a fucking fence around yeah. it. Yeah, and I, I mean, continuing that, if this shit's happened before... Why didn't the council put a fucking fence around the cemetery? Or a fucking bypass. Yeah, back in the 40s, after you burnt that shit, you know, the house down with the bloke and his father in it. Yeah. um, Did we not learn any lessons and fucking board that shit up or... Do something, and like you said, yeah, bypass the town. That'd be you know, maybe the truck be, shouldn't go through this sleepy little village. A big solution at 100 to it. miles an hour. Yeah, that would help too. Yeah, it's a weird. I think my final thought on it is that it's a really hard to categorise film. Yeah, it yes, is. it's horror, but it's it's also not classic horror. It's not no. Super scary, but then there's these weird bits in it. It's kind of got that David Lynch style weirdness about it. There's a lot of you could probably categorise it in a number of ways, but it's really really hard to to get a proper sense of exactly what where it would sit in genres. Yeah, but at the end of the day, it is quite enjoyable. And yeah, still holds up does in some a jo- capacity. A, a really good job of the atmosphere. At the yeah. end of the day, that. It's got problems, but there's an atmosphere there that I liked. Yeah, definitely. Is that everybody's thoughts on? I'm all out. Yep, all out. All right, that was Pet Cemetery. If you want to get in touch with us, send us an email: thrillme at iinet.net.au. Like us on Facebook: Thrill Me Podcast Australia, or on Podomatic at thrillme.podomatic.com. Keep an eye on the Facebook page for the next film. But until then, take it easy. And we'll catch up with everyone later. Cheers. Find the podcast at Podomatic or on iTunes. Don't forget to rate and review. Like us on Facebook at Thrill Me Podcast Australia or contact us at Thrill Me, all one word, all lowercase, at iinet.net.au.